We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon football is going all in on modern day's stars in the 2024 recruiting class, and we're going to get into a number of massive updates on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How is everybody living? It is Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. Thanks so much for being here and tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Now, if you know me, if you listen to the Ducks Dish podcast, if you read my work on DucksDigest.com, you know I'm all about recruiting, and Oregon is shredding up the recruiting trail right now, and things are probably positioned to get even crazier for the Ducks on the recruiting trail. So in today's episode, we're going to be taking a major focus on recruiting once again. I can't get enough of it. If you guys like Oregon football recruiting, I'm your guy. Make sure you go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button and hit that notification bell so that you don't miss out on future episodes of the Ducks Dish podcast or future videos, various updates that I post on uh, my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. And then go ahead and leave me a comment. Let me know how you're feeling about Oregon football recruiting. Maybe we can get some mailbags in there and I can uh, attack them in another episode of the podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about four players from modern day that I believe Oregon has a realistic shot at landing here in the 2024 recruiting class. Let us be clear, I'm not predicting them to Oregon. I am just saying that I think they have a realistic shot with each of these players, and they are some elite players. So, starting things off, we're talking about one of multiple five stars. We're going to be talking about Aiden Breland. Aiden Breland is a five-star defensive lineman, here in the 2024 class out of Santa Ana Modern Day, listed at six foot five, 290 pounds. Looking at the 247 sports ratings, 247 has him as the number six player in the country, the number two defensive lineman, and the number one player in California. He has 25 reported scholarship offers, so no shortage of massive schools in contention here in his recruitment. A uh, decent uh, sized update on Breland 
is he has a trio of official visits scheduled in the month of month of June. Excuse me, in the month of June, he's going to be making it out to Miami. He's going to be making it out to Georgia, and he's going to be making it out to Oregon on June 23rd, which is shaping up to be the big weekend for Oregon football as far as official visits go in the month of June. So absolutely massive that they have him back on campus for a really, really important official visit weekend. Another thing with Breland, just put Oregon in his top 10 uh, not too long ago uh, with some really, really big schools. So I'll go ahead and, and look that up so I can let you guys know who he has whittled his recruitment down to. So right now, Aiden Breland is working from a top 10 that consists of, if I can find it, um, come on, oh, maybe it's on Instagram, but I'll, I'll, I'll find it here. Just give me a second. But Aiden Breland is, is you know one of the most highly coveted uh, defensive lineman in the entire country and not really a guy that I think Oregon has been a serious contender for, for a little bit. You know, I, I definitely thought it was more, you know, Penn state, Ohio state buzz, um, you know, more recently in his recruitment, but I talked to him at the modern day showcase, you know, last week, week before that. And he said that he's talking to Oregon all the time and that he was going to drop his top 10 very soon. And then now what do you know, Oregon's in the mix. So Aiden Breland's top 10 consists of Oregon, Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, USC, Miami, Nebraska, and Texas A&M. So some seriously um, elite talent for, uh, for elite schools, rather. So I lost my, my window here. Let me go ahead and get the highlights back up. Sorry about that. Here we go. Um, some elite talent that uh some huge schools let me just reset here so those are some of the schools that he is looking at and then we have those official visits that are scheduled for aiden breland in the month of june and oregon's really turning up the heat with aiden breland he was able to take a visit back out to eugene this past weekend and it was a, a really impressive trip um you know he said when i was asking him about the visit that it was you know a little bit more exclusive uh, and I think part of that was because it was a relatively quiet recruiting weekend uh, in Oregon. Um, you know, not too many big time guys, aside from some of these modern days guys I'm going to talk about. Uh, Fox Crater was, our, was also on campus, but a relatively low key weekend, which I think was perfect for Oregon because they were really able to prioritize these modern day guys that were on campus. You had Aiden Breland, Brandon Baker, Jack Ressler. They were all on campus. But with Aiden Breland, he's talking about how just every time he goes there, you know, the the relationship and the genuine family feel from Tosh Lapoy, Dan Lanning, and Tony Tuioti really continues to impress. And that's a major reason why they are contenders in his recruitment. They also had a scavenger hunt on the um on the visit this past weekend, which was kind of a surprise for uh for Breland. You know, he was talking about how that was a surprise to see. Uh, kind of a special aspect of, of the visit that kind of really made things special. Um, so Oregon's going after some seriously talented defensive linemen, and we've already talked about a lot of them, right? Williams Nwanery out of the state of Missouri, number one D lineman in, in 2024. Um, you got David Stone, a big-time talent out of IMG. Uh, who else do you have? You have Dylan Stewart, who's an edge rusher out of Washington, D.C., so there, and then Elijah rushing so many talented guys, Jordan Ross, that they're going after 
And now you can add Aiden Breland into that. They're swinging for everybody that they can. And I'm not saying they're going to land all of them, but it looks like after this past visit that Oregon really is becoming more of a realistic option for Aiden Breland. You know, I'm not saying that they lead for him, but I think one interesting element of this is the, the possibility of teaming up with wide receiver Jack Ressler, teaming up with offensive tackle Brandon Baker, you know, going from modern day to Oregon. And then you could throw Nate Frazier in there for, for him as well, you know, in terms of modern day guys that, that could end up in Eugene. But I was asking him, hey, have you guys kind of talked about that? You know, the, the possibility of teaming up the three of you guys, Brandon and, and uh, Jack at the next level. And he's like, oh, yeah, we've talked about that. You know, if it's going to be in everybody's best decision, if, if that's what's best for them. And then he finished it saying that's going to be a problem, a real problem. Um, just, you mean, having that many guys on one team in a good way, a good type of problem. Um, so I think that Oregon really continues to strengthen their standing with Aiden Breland. And again, you know, it's the Dan Lanning, Tosh Lapoy factor, and then Tony Tuioti as well. He's making a name for himself as a recruiter for sure at Oregon after helping the Ducks land commitments from Tioni Gray, big time six defensive lineman out of Missouri, and then Zadavian Sims over the weekend out of Oklahoma. So now they're continuing to just chip away and see kind of what their standing is, you know, what kind of traction they have with a guy like Aiden Breland. So those are kind of some of the updates that we have on Breland, Georgia, Miami, Oregon, all getting official visits in the month of June. I think that Greg Biggins actually posted today on Wednesday that um, he's going to be taking an official visit to Texas A&M as well. Uh, so that's a notable update. And then you also have Aiden Breland working towards a uh, early season, you know, decision. Um, so I think that that is, is something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, you know, early season, beginning of season timeline. Um, and you know, that's kind of what we, what we've heard a lot is that, you know, a lot of these top guys want to get their recruitments wrapped up. Um, so, and I haven't even talked about Xavier Brown who has Oregon, uh, in his, uh, top four as well. Um, so that's another guy that I need to, to mention but we're not going to talk about him on this episode because I don't have any new, any new stuff on him. But the next guy that we're going to talk about is a guy that has been linked to Oregon for a while. Brandon Baker, the number one offensive tackle in the 2024 recruiting class, big, big time talent. This is a guy I've covered pretty closely throughout the recruiting process since I moved out to Southern California. You know, I at one point felt like he was going to commit to Oregon in the fall of 2022 when Adrian Clem and Vianney Talamai-Vau were still on the coaching staff. But, you know, they left and that was a bit of a reset in Brandon's recruitment is kind of what he called it when I was talking to him. But fast forward to now, May 24th, and Brandon Baker has taken two unofficial visits to Oregon in less than a month. So he comes out for the spring game. Great visit. He told me that it left him wanting more. He wanted to see more of the Ducks. So what does he do? He comes right back, you know, in, in May. So he's making it a priority to get out to Eugene, which is certainly very important. And I think, you know, when I had this interview with Brandon on Tuesday, it was just so interesting because, you know, I was trying to kind of pick his brain about, you know, where he was at with Oregon, you know, what he wanted to see from him, from them. Uh, you know, because they've been in such a good spot for so long, but it's a new coaching staff that comes in, right? And he had a really interesting answer. He said that his main concern with Oregon, the full update with quotes and everything is on Ducks Digest now, by the way, but the main concern with Oregon 
was that he was too comfortable. You know, Oregon was a spot that almost made too much sense. If you know about Brandon's backstory, his older brother, Gary, played defensive line at Oregon. Uh, his senior season was in 2019 when the Ducks won the Rose Bowl over Wisconsin. So Brandon's been around the Oregon program for a long time, you know, four, five years when his brother was at Oregon. And then now he gets offered, fast forward a little bit, he gets offered his sophomore year. Um, so that would be 2021, I believe. And now he's kind of getting to see what it's like from a recruiting standpoint, but he's been to Eugene a bunch, been to Otson a bunch, been around the facilities. So it's just like, it's something that's already so known. So I think when, you know, if I just kind of want to put myself in his shoes, if you have offers from across the country, you know, you're obviously going to take a look at them. You know, I think that a lot of people maybe on the surface were saying, you know, oh, his older brother went to Oregon and played at Oregon. So he's a, he's a lock to go to Oregon, but it's no, it's not really like that. You know, you've got to, you got to blaze your own path, blaze your own trail um, as as a recruit, and I think some of that that comfort, um, some of that comfort came, you know, with just wanting to be be a competitor, and that's kind of what he talked about a little bit when he was referencing this past visit, um, how he got to spend thirty minutes just talking with Dan Landing, and, and you know, Landing helped the Ducks check that box, you know, kind of more or less alleviate that concern of being too comfortable if you were to come to Oregon. And it wasn't just Lanning. It was players like Josh Connerly Jr., also a former number one tackle in his class back in 2022. Dave Iuli, uh, another big-time lineman that the Ducks signed in 2022 along with Connerly. Those guys were just, you know, trying to, you know, tell him more or less, like, dude, you know, no one's getting comfortable over here. It's all about the work. We're coming in competing. We're not getting complacent. And then he's also gotten to spend a lot of really good time with Alik Terry, Mike Cavanaugh, Cutter Leftwich, the rest of that new Oregon offensive line staff. They're really taking a personal approach to his recruitment. And that's kind of what I was saying when I was referencing, you know, he wanted to get that that one-on-one -on -one time, the genuine time with, with the coaching staff um, on this most recent visit. So I think it's just, it's really interesting. I, I mean, I, I, that interview I have with him on Tuesday I was super fired up about it because I think I've probably interviewed him like five or six times, uh, you know, since I moved out here, getting to go to games and practices and stuff. And, and I never, not that I didn't get the sense that Oregon led, but like that was the strongest, you know, Oregon buzz. I think I finished an interview with, and it was just so interesting to dig into those deeper layers about, you know, everything looks so good. He was kind of saying like, it's, it almost looks too good to be true kind of a deal at Oregon. Like it almost makes too much sense type of a deal. So that was like such an interesting wrinkle that I don't think I've heard of um, before in, in any recruitment. So, you know, when I went to go see him for whatever it's worth, you know, I posted the pictures on my Twitter at mTOR sports, by the way, tap in if you haven't already, I posted those pictures when I was out at modern day practice yesterday. And, you know, he was, he was wearing an Oregon sweatshirt, wearing Oregon shorts. So, I mean, it was, I think I pretty much had the sense that Oregon led in his recruitment, but I had that strongest sense yesterday after i after i left that visit but he for the longest time it's been you know december timeline for him i think that's still the case um but now now after you have two strong spring visits now brandon baker is looking to looking to get on the road in uh in the month of june and he's gonna take a couple of official visits going out to ohio state going out to georgia 
Uh, I think those are the, the two that he has scheduled right now. I'm trying to get the, uh, the dates pulled up for that. Uh, he's going to be in Columbus to see the Buckeyes June 9th through 11th. And he's going to be in Athens for June 23rd through 25th. So from an Oregon standpoint, you'd love to have him up on that big June 23rd weekend, like I was saying, but you know, there's a lot of big schools that are battling here for, for Brandon Baker, right? He's trying to see how it's looking as far as official visits go for Tennessee, for Florida state, for Texas and Oregon as well. So Oregon's going to get an official visit. Not that that should be much of a surprise, but He's talking about how, you know, the month of June is is uh, kind of starting to, to fill up for him. And he's going to be able to take some midweek official visits because there's going to be no school. But I don't think he's going to be able to get to every school that he wants or going to be able to fit all those schools in during the month of June, um, which is, you know, which is tough. Um, so I think that Oregon's probably going to get one of those visits in June. I think that they're going to prioritize getting him on campus and staying at the forefront of his recruitment. Um, and those, those are kind of some of the notable, notable updates that we have on, on his recruitment as far as where he's going to be getting out to. Um, I don't think he's going to be trimming his list down anytime soon. I haven't really gotten that vibe, but um, really, really feel good about where Oregon stands. And, you know, it's not just coaches that are recruiting Brandon Baker. He's, he's hearing from a number of talented recruits. Uh, all across the country. And I thought this was kind of a cool quote um, about kind of who he has in his ears. He said, quote, Mike Van Buren. Uh, he actually hit me up after he committed Oregon's new quarterback commit from last week, uh, weekend, St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, kind of get that boat rolling. Uh, then he also said, Dylan, Dylan Raiola. We've been kind of texting since about last year when he had visited Oregon as well. So we've kind of always been in the loop. Now that he's with Georgia, he's been trying to recruit me as well as Aaron Nolan, the Ohio State quarterback commit down at Ohio State and a couple of guys from Ohio State. So, you know, you got – I think maybe you can kind of see that you see a little bit of a group kind of kind of starting to separate itself. You got Oregon, Georgia, and Ohio State as some of the top schools. He's also taken a couple trips out to Nebraska. Uh, I know that they recently got their quarterback in the fold. The name is escaping me, but I know that that happened recently. So feel really, really good. I mean – thinking about it on the drive home it, it it might be it might be time to to predict Brandon Baker to Oregon I know other people have that prediction as well so I'm trying to get get better at you know predicting these guys but it's no perfect science by any means uh, and then I did write my prediction story on uh, 2024 Pinson Alabama Clay Chalkville offensive tackle Jaquan McRoy to commit to Oregon yesterday so the Ducks are really in a spot to take off when it comes to Offensive line recruiting, Jaquan McCroy is going to be announcing his college commitment either June 30th or July 1st. Uh, and he's going to be taking his official visit out to Oregon, you guessed it, June 23rd. Another big primary target, priority target, coming to, coming to town. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, the next modern-day guy that we have to talk about is Jack Ressler. Jack Ressler is a little bit of a newer recruit, uh, you know, in terms of getting on Oregon's radar, or like I, I'm trying to learn a little bit more about. He is an Under Armour All-American wide receiver. Uh, 247 Sports Composite has him as a three-star at .8558, number 1,048 1, player in the country, number 138 wide receiver, and number 80. Looks like my uh, my microphone decided to disconnect for just a second there, but I think we got it back now, so sorry about that. Hope we didn't lose too much, but uh, Jack Wrestler is who I was talking about. He's a wide receiver, Under Armour All-American uh, from modern day. He has a top five of Oregon, Oregon State, Penn State, um, Boise State, and uh, gosh, why am I forgetting it? I have it just up here. Boise State, Oregon State, Oregon, Penn State, and Arizona State. He was on campus with Brandon Baker, with Aiden Breland this past weekend, and I got to interview him. He was talking about how his relationships with Oregon just keep getting better and better every time he goes there. Been to Oregon about four or five times. Loves his relationship with Dan Lanning. Said it kind of reminds him of Bruce Rawlinson, the former modern-day head coaching legend that recently announced his retirement. So always helps when you can find some similarities between the high school program and the college program. Uh, and then, you know, Jack is a, is a really humble but confident guy, right? You know, he's saying the kind of what sets me apart is his work ethic um, and he doesn't drop footballs. And he thinks that that's going to help him start early or play early wherever he ends up going. But he also realized that Oregon and Boise State are two very, very different programs that pre uh, present him with different challenges which is kind of what makes them appealing options to him. Uh, but I really like where Oregon stands here for, for Jack Ressler in the 2024 recruiting class. Ducks already have three wideouts in the fold, Jordan Anderson, Tysier Denmark, Dylan Gresham. Uh, so if you look at that, if you consider that, then Oregon's receiver room is kind of getting crowded quickly, especially uh, considering that Jack Ressler said he is looking to announce his college commitment in early June, doesn't have a set date right now, but I think that Oregon has a great chance to land Jack Ressler. And um, I think that said, you know, I think you're probably looking at four to five wide receivers for Oregon, probably leaning more towards five. The Ducks are still in a great spot with Jeremiah McClellan, with Ryan Pelham. Um, those are kind of the two premier wide receiver targets that I think you're also focusing on here. You also have James Madison out of Florida, Gatlin Bear out of Idaho, Terry Bussey out of the state of Texas, maybe projects a little bit more as a running back wide receiver kind of guy. So 
that's a, an interesting update there with, with Jack Wrestler. But, you know, he's been to Oregon a bunch of times, you know, had so many good things to say about the program, his relationships with Dan Lanning, Junior Adams. Also talked about how if he were to go to dinner with Dan Lanning, it would be like he's going to dinner with his uncle. That's how good of a relationship that the two have. And then another guy that we need to talk about with modern day is running back Nate Frazier. Nate Frazier is probably the best running back in the state of California uh, here in the 2024 recruiting class. The 247 Sports Composite has him as a four-star guy at .9585, number 76 nationally, number five running back, and the number nine player in California. I mean, Nate Frazier is such a special talent, and this modern-day running back room is absolutely loaded. You also have Jordan Davison. I think he's the early number one running back in the 2025 class. He's loving Oregon as well and took a visit out this spring. But Oregon's got some big-time competition for Nate Frazier. You're talking about Nebraska. You're talking about Georgia. You're talking about Alabama. He's definitely made it a point to get out and take a lot of trips here in the spring. Also had track season. I think it was his first track season um with the monarchs and i think he was running like 10 6 or so anything under 11 you're usually looking pretty good um but he's you know using the off season to get faster you see here his his shiftiness his home run speed on the tape he's definitely a very special talent and i think he's the guy that carlos lachlan wants uh in this 2024 recruiting class you're also looking at jason brown jr out of seattle o'day he was recently on campus, maybe even this past weekend, actually. So it doesn't really seem like it was that quiet of a weekend now that I think about more of the guys that were on campus. But Jason Brown Jr. is a top target. Dijon Riggs out of uh, the Washington, D.C. area. So the thing that I think sets Nate Frazier apart, you know, he's really a talented all-purpose back. And he's not so shifty that he can't take a hit. You know, he's lived in the weight room this season. You know, seeing him up close, you see how he's able to bounce off tacklers here. Um, and just stay up. I mean, he is just a phenomenal talent. Love the way he runs. Love his lateral quickness, his short area burst. You just see it there again with another cut. Um, his vision is great, and he can do a little bit of everything. You know, he is a seriously special talent uh, that I think Oregon has a great shot at landing here in the 2024 recruiting class. And I'm going to tell you why I think Oregon has a little bit of a different thing up their sleeve. Not only is it the relationship that Carlos Lachlan has built with Nate Frazier? It's not just that. I think it's the the loyalty and the you know relatively early offer. If you've been following Nate Frazier's recruitment, it absolutely exploded in like the January, February after his junior season kind of a stretch. That's why you hear some coaches say junior season is the most important season. Nate Frazier's recruitment exploded, but. I got to be there and see him in person, you know, in the fall and like September, October. I can't remember exactly when it was, but that's when Oregon offered. So Oregon got in the boat before Alabama. They got in the boat before Georgia. Am I saying that that's what's going to help them land him? Is that going to be a defining factor in his decision? I don't think I'm necessarily saying that. But when you have a school that's as as, as hot on the recruiting trail as Oregon is, you know, you have Oregon's running backs playing at the level they are with Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington. You got Dante Dowdell. You got Jaden Lamar. You got Jordan James, a loaded running back room and definitely a track record of success. I mean, it's it's shaping up to be a really, really good potential landing spot for Nate Frazier. And, you know, every time I talk to him, he's always saying, you know, hey, we're talking Oregon. You know, I got to talk about Coach Locke. 
you know, that that's my guy. So that's, uh, that's definitely a, another factor that I think could, uh, could make this big. And, you know, I, I talked about it, I've talked about it before, you know, with, with Luke Moga, Oregon's 2024 quarterback commit. I talked to his coach about how, you know, where he's kind of just at as a quarterback, as a player. And he was saying that, you know, he's, he's nowhere near his ceiling in terms of reaching his peak. Same thing applies here to Nate Frazier, which is pretty insane. If you look at his production, you look at his offers, you look at his body of work. I was talking to Bruce Rawlinson last season, just a little bit more about Nate. Like I was in his office and I said, Hey, just, just tell me about Nate. Like what's, what's the deal with Nate, you know, as a player he's like, Max, this guy has no clue how good he really is. So it seems like there's just so much room to grow and there's already so much to like about Nate Frazier. I think the more I learn about him, you know, it's, it's not hard to see why he has emerged as Oregon's leading running back target, I think, in the 2024 recruiting class. We got to talk about one more guy if we're talking about modern day and Oregon here in the 2024 recruiting class. And that's cornerback Zabian Brown. Zabian Brown is another special talent out of modern day. He has a top four right now. I remember that interception. That was a crazy interception um, for Zabian Brown in that game against Los Alamitos. He has a top four of Oregon, USC, Alabama, and Ohio State. You know, I think that Oregon's done a tremendous job of recruiting Southern California, especially defensively, right? You're looking at Roderick Pleasant. Uh, you're looking at Aldea, you know, Breland, who I who I mentioned. Um, you got Lipe Moala from Modern Day last year. You got Dalen Austin, corner from Long Beach Poly. Um, Solomon Solomon Davis from uh, Charter Oak, another corner. So you got Demetrius Martin, Rashad Wadud, who are really going to make you contenders for any Southern California defensive back. It's just a matter of who who is the priority guy for Demetrius Martin and the rest of that, you know, DB recruiting staff. I feel like it's really looking like it's Dakota Fields, the cornerback out of Unipro Serra and Gardena, uh, former teammates with Roderick Pleasant, who the Ducks signed in 2023. And they already have Ifeo Bidegwu in the fold. So I feel like it looks like Oregon's probably only going to take two corners, uh, you know, around two corners in this 2024 recruiting class. And even though they, um, you know, they're in the top four for Zabian Brown. I think they might get his, his last official visit. I want to say the reports were July 1st, but I have to double check with that. I just don't feel like he's a guy, at least right now, that I feel like I've gotten a strong organ buzz for, um, you know, especially because, um, you know, it looks like they're prioritizing Dakota Fields. And then they're also looking at some other talented corners out of the state of Ohio, Bryce West, Aaron Scott Jr., uh, also have some some guys out of the the state of Texas. I think Chris Johnson is is a new uh, newer offer for Oregon um, in the the 2024 class at corner. He's from Alito, Texas, and I think he just put Oregon in his top six. If I'm remembering that correctly, he's a four star guy. Um, you know, maybe not as highly rated as some of these other guys, but you know, they're, they're swinging for some really talented corners in this class. But as of right now, I think Dakota Fields and um, who else am I thinking of? Uh, Dakota Fields and Miles Lockhart out of Basha in Chandler, Arizona, where the Ducks got Cole Martin. I feel like those are two guys that Oregon really, really likes, but I think they probably lead for Dakota and uh, he would probably be the most likely corner to commit if I had to tell you right now. So we'll see what happens with Xavier Brown. Maybe I got to do a little more digging about where Oregon stands there, but 
that's five guys that Oregon has a good chance with. I put out a tweet mentioning the four and I forgot to put Xavier and Brown in it. So maybe I'll delete that and put another one up. But I think it's just, you know, Oregon has gotten in early uh, with modern day. We saw modern day kind of get prioritized in that 2018, 2019 class with Mace Funa. I think it was 2019 Mace Funa and Keon where Hudson were some of the first guys that started that Cali flock specifically from modern day. And um, you know, USC was down while Oregon was coming in every year to get guys from modern day. And then now they're definitely, you know, up there and they're back involved with, with USC, but Oregon's not going away. They're making sure that they, you know, built that pipeline and they're continuing to prioritize it. So Oregon is without a doubt all in on modern day here in the 2024 recruiting class. Well, what an episode that was for today. Got a bunch of great updates in there for you guys. We've got Aiden Breland, Brandon Baker, Jack Wrestler, little Nate Frazier talk, some Zabian Brown talk. Really, really enjoyed the episode, and I appreciate you guys for being along as we wind down here. Thanks so much for taking some time to talk some duck football with me, talk some crouton. Make sure that you share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, with other duck fans. That is a tremendous way to show some support, and I greatly appreciate you guys listening and tuning in, watching on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for watching another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast.